name is Christine Taylor, and this is the Birth Exchange Podcast, a podcast that's going to bring you lots of information about all healthy concepts around pregnancy and birth and beyond. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hey, Christine. This is such a special moment, okay, because this never happens. We're never in the same room at the same time. I'm here with my homegirls, Mika Hall and Kay Cleveland. We are Georgia's uh, Black Nurse Midwives here, and we are home birth midwives, and we have collectively years of experience in the home birth space. We do, we do. Oh, my God. This is a huge thing, okay? Um, If you have heard of my story, you have not heard my story without hearing about Mika Hall. Because Mika Hall is the reason I'm a midwife. She was the first person who inspired me to become a midwife. She is my homegirl from the south side of Chicago. We are bo- we are both um, born and raised in Chicago. And she's the reason I'm here in Georgia. <laughs> she brought me to Atlanta and then left me to go down to Savannah. So I want to start with you, Mika. And I just want you to tell the people who you are, what you do, and... Let us know um, about everything that you're doing. Uh, Well, like Christine said, I'm a home birth midwife, and um, I started out as a midwife in Chicago where I met Christine. I was a national health care scholar, and so when you start working after you're a national health care scholar, you have to pick something with a high score to it and so i went to work at alivio and mm. deliver babies at mercy hospital and that's mercy. where i met miss christine on the labor and delivery unit i tell everybody our story okay <laughs> first of all i well, was, sure she was having this tiny baby <laughs> wait a minute before that i was a nurse for one of your mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. For one, an alivio midwifery client yeah midwife client on the unit and you came in bouncing in mm. talking about Oh, the baby's ready. The baby's coming. And I'm like, well, where's the physician at? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you coming in here to uh, deliver or attend this birth? Like, where's the doctor? And she's like, I'm the midwife, and we're going to have this baby. Let's get ready. And I was like, you can do that. Yes, <laughs> yes we can. We can. Yes. We can. And then yeah. you also diagnosed me with your hands. Mm-hmm. With intrauterine growth restriction <laughs> with did. with my oldest Joby. Mm. She was like, This baby looks small. Get in here and lay on this bed. Yeah. And you did that, Leopold's, and you were like, I swear the next day I went in and I was induced <laughs> because my baby was small mm. at four pounds at what, thirty six weeks or something. It was something far along. I was like, This baby, let me feel your belly. This baby is tiny. So Mika, you're the perfect person to ask, what is a midwife? So uh, it depends on what type of midwife you are, but a midwife is someone who is essentially with women during childbirth and during their pregnancy, and we care for women across the lifespan. Um, so we do well wo- women care, well woman care. We take care of women premenopausal, postmenopausal, mm-hmm. um, but mostly we're known for taking care of pregnant women. Um, through from the beginning of their conception through to that fourth trimester. It's the bulk of our job, but we are actually licensed to do more than that. And many mm-hmm. people don't know we're licensed to do do newborn care for the first 30 days. Most of us don't engage in that, but mm-hmm. we're also licensed to do that also. Mm-hmm. So it's a more one-on-one care. Uh, it's really for the woman who wants to 
know her her provider closely, you yes. know, who doesn't want to, although midwives work in uh, doctor facilities and so they practice more of a medical model of care when they're there, if you're in a midwifery facility, you're going to find that you spend more time with your provider and you will probably choose to go back and have your baby with that person over and over again. So mm-hmm. it's establishing a relationship or a bond that you could carry through with your provider all the way until you leave this planet. Yes. So you are in coastal Georgia. Yes, I moved. I love to move. So everybody heard me say we met in Chicago. Yes. And then um, when I came to Chicago, I actually owned a home in Atlanta. So I came back to Atlanta and midwife there in a practice for a while. And then I went through a divorce and moved to Savannah. (laughs) And I said, I'm done with the hospital. Um, I actually stopped a little bit before I left Atlanta, but I really went all in on home birth when I got into the coastal area, Savannah area. So I do a lot of rural Georgia. Yes, and I want to talk more about the Mm -hmm. rural care, what rural midwifery looks like, because, Mm -hmm. honey, that's a whole nother level. It is. Okay, and we really need to hear that conversation. But, Kay, I want to talk to you. Please tell the people who you are, your business, and what area you serve. Okay. I am Kay with Gift of Hands Me. We're free. I serve rural Atlanta area. Um, I've been doing home birth for five years now. Wow, it's been five years. Yes. Oh, my God. It's been five years. Oh, my God. (laughs) I moved from Charleston, South Carolina, where I used to work at a home, not a home birth, a birthing center. And I transferred here. I started working with a high-risk perinatologist. And then I got into the home birth area with Christine and another CM, CPM midwife mm-hmm. that I worked with for a while and then I met Mika. Mm-hmm. These ladies are amazing and I am thankful for them for my journey into the home birth practice and I just love them. We are a tight-knit group. Mm-hmm. Although we don't see each other a lot, we support each other in a way that is very special, I believe. Because... I think that you have to have that support with each other. You have to be able to support one another in the home birth space because we're already kind of isolated from the system itself. Mm-hmm. And so when we are um, caring for women solo in solo practice, it gets rough. It is. It, it is rough. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very encouraging. I think that um, for, for other people, the home birth space can be um, very competitive Yes. Um, But what I appreciate is that no one's been competitive. Mm. And I feel like nobody brought competitive in. I think you were the first to call me about home birth because when I came in, I was kind of floating alone by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But you were the first to call and say, I think I want to try it. No, ma'am. Huh? You introduced it to me, Mika. <laughs> I know, but you called and said you wanted to try. You was like, tell me about it. And that must have been a... after my panic attack. In, yes, in the it was office. after your panic attack in the office. Like, people get worn out in the office. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, come on. And you had a lot of worries. Like, how am I going to build a business and this and that? And I was like, I'm going to give you some clients. Don't worry. The people are out here. And then I just love how that grew to Angelina saying, I've had enough of the office, too. How do I get out? What do I do? And Angelina's our other midwife who's not here. She's at a birth. Mm -hmm. But she's Mm -hmm. our our other sister in home birth who is also um, very busy. 
very, very busy. <laughs> She's midwife Angelina mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. sure everyone follows her. Osun. Yes. Touch of Osun. That's yes. Touch mm-hmm. of Osun. Mm-hmm. And then Angelina called and then we helped her mm-hmm. like kind of get it all worked out. And then Kay went into a crisis. At the same and place. Huh? We were <laughs> at the same place. Right. And then Christine was like, oh, let me introduce you. Let me tell you mm-hmm. about Kay. I told mm-hmm. I don't know if she told you to call or what. I didn't know I probably Kay. Told her call. Yeah, you said call I didn't Mika. Know Kay, but I ended up on the phone with Kay and I was like, oh, no, you can do it. You can do it. We'll get you clients. And I just feel like that's the sisterhood. Yeah. The sisterhood of our journey is that no one was in a it wasn't a competition it was like no this is how you do it girl set your website up this mm-hmm. is we're gonna give you clients we're gonna give you the overflow mm-hmm. and everybody just got their businesses up and rolling right because we supported each other in the you way know? that we wanted to yeah right? we all right. have our individual style in our own mm-hmm. business right mm-hmm. i know mika you do some things that i'll be like <laughs> girl i'm not doing that and, you know, Kay, you do some stuff. I be mean, like, I think I'm the baby of the group, though, because I'm like, I'm the princess. Because I'm like, I, I can't do all this stuff. Y'all out here, like, hard, hard, okay? <laughs> but, but you keep a million projects going. Right. And we're, you not, doing doing other, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm ADHD. I get bored, okay? <laughs> like, I need to do a couple things at a time. But, Mika, can you talk to us about what rural midwifery looks like? Because that is where most of the issues lie in rural areas okay we have over 70 counties in georgia with no ob services no maternity services yeah. and mm-hmm. access to care can you tell us your experience for care uh while as you care for women down in the coastal region of georgia and what that looks like and what challenges yeah. you see with women down there well i feel like a lot of women are just there's a lack of of education about birth and women's health care, and they want the education. They actually want the education, but there's nowhere to go and get it. And um, I also feel like there's a lot of misleading information. Mm. You know, um, there's a lot of health care bullying that occurs in rural Georgia, Mm -hmm. a lot of just flat-out lying, manipulation, unethical behavior that happens in rural Georgia because I, I tell people all the time, and I'm going to say it as diplomatically as I say possibly can. Say how you need to say you know, it, please. I'm not very diplomatic. Let's say it how we need to say it. You know, when those big schools graduate, those those medical schools graduate, those people with 400 students, mm-hmm. how many people can place top of the class? One, two, three, four, five. Everybody can't be top of the class. There has to be a student number 300 through 400 in the placement. <laughs> That's the reality. That's true. But at the end of the day, everybody got the degree. Mm-hmm. But who did John Hopkins recruit? And who did Northwestern recruit? And who did the University of Chicago recruit? Did they recruit student 300 through 400? Mm. They did not. They did not. And so those doctors have jobs, too. And they're not in the big cities usually, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. not the top performers. Yep, I'm about to get beat up. <laughs> Listen, but I tell it to baby. people. I, I tell people all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just feed it to you straight. Please do. I'm feed it to you straight. And so some of the things when I moved to the 
to the rural areas that the women were telling me, I was like, oh, they misunderstood. Mm. That couldn't have happened. And it did. Yeah, even, even I was, but after you hear the same thing from about five or six different mm. women, you say, oh, this is, this is what they really are down here doing. Mm. And I find that they are operating a good 15 years behind Atlanta. And it's only anywhere from two to four hours away, depending on where you are in the state. The they're really operating way behind, way behind. If you don't like it, come for me. I don't care, but that's that's what's really happening. <laughs> and they need that education. So it's a lot of re-educating um, and teaching. They birth their babies just like everybody else and do everything just like everybody else. They just need an opportunity for someone to come in and really educate them on how their bodies work, how birth works, what really controls what. And then they get wonderful outcomes just like everybody else. So just are like you in a else. hostile working environment as a midwife? Are you facing a lot of hostility with the hospitals? And like, what does that look like? It's such a desert in rural in the rural area. The hospitals are so far apart. Mm. I don't really know them. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know the I don't really know them. I mean, the patients don't want to transfer there. I usually transfer with one hospital. I choose it because it's a teaching facility. Okay. And I feel like at least at the teaching facility, the new residents are coming in and they're kind of keeping the attendance up to date. Right. Have mm. you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. If you get into these places where there are no residents, which I'm I know working with residents are it's hard. Its, own thing, it's right. just it has its own challenges. It does. But the residents are always aware of what the latest thing is. And sometimes the attendings graduate and then they don't really read that much. Mm. They don't really read that much. They don't really keep up that much. Mm -hmm. And that resident coming through there is at least keeping the learning process a little more fresh. And so the spot that I use, I don't feel like it's super hostile, but then it's me talking. Somebody else might feel like it's mm -hmm. super hostile. I have a thick skin. Mm -hmm. I don't really care what you think. Um, so hostile to what I would put a line at hostile is if you're talking to me crazy and you're disrespectful right. and you're rude, which I, no one does that to me when I come into a hospital because then we might have a problem. But I remember you no. mentioning a few years back, and every, when we talk about this subject, mm -hmm. it's like there's some frustration because not a lot of midwives graduate wanting to serve the rural area. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. that's where the need is. Um, how do we get midwives to consider branching out into mm -hmm. more rural areas versus metro, mm -hmm. big metro cities and metropolitan? I think you got to grow midwives that live in those areas. That's really the answer. You got to find people who live in those areas. Their families are from that area mm. and they, they like the area and that's who you got to get to become a midwife to that area. I think me could think I was coming back to that area. I did. That area. I did. I did. I was harassing Kay about it. <laughs> I think I remember that. She was like, you were supposed to come back <laughs> to South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Right. Because her area needs a midwife. Her area needs a midwife. Yes. Where you're at now. Yes. So why weren't you interested in serving rural, like a rural community, or even going back to like South Carolina to 
Only practice. because I feel that I will be more limited in what I could do in South Carolina with rules mm. and regulations. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose to stay in Atlanta. But also, I already had a good following, good clientele. And it's like, I love my clients. I love my customers. So that's why I just stay. But it may change. It may change. Yeah. But as of now. When? <laughs> Don't be trying to uh, take people away, Mika. As of now, we're going to stay in Atlanta. So how can we get, if I had it my way, mm-hmm. there would be a mass exodus of like nurse midwives coming out of the hospital and working in the community. Because I feel like that we serve, we have such an impactful role in women's lives and families' lives and birth, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like if we if midwives would come out of the hospital into home home birth and not necessarily home birth, I know that's not a, everyone's dream or desire, but like just having more of a um, role in the community, right? That could be with lactation. That can be with uh, labor support before you go into the hospital. Like it could look care. like any postpartum care. That mm-hmm. is the number one. Like we're always lacking in postpartum care. I don't care mm-hmm. what you're doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that true. is the the area that is so that needs so much more attention. But I just wish like more midwives would come out of the hospital and explore the options outside of the medical facilities. But you have to think about it now. It's going to be a whole different shift from me working in the hospital, coming in midwife practice, home birth. You have your nurses there. You could call. Oh, let me see. Check on that client. See how many centimeters she are. And then you get in home birth. You have to do all that on your own. You can't send nobody into the home house. birth. Definitely. So we are all the things. Yes, mm-hmm. we play many Which roles. Is why we are worn the hell out. <laughs> yes, it is. So Fire. it's yes. hard. It's gonna be hard to adapt. But you know, it wasn't hard for me to deprogram from the hospital. Mm-hmm. When I went to that one, I went to one home birth with you and was mm-hmm. like, "I'm out. I'm mm-hmm. doing home birth," and it was just so eye opening that. The care we mm-hmm. are giving in the hospital has nothing to do with the mother and her experience in birth, right? Mm-hmm. But everything to do with let uh, legalities and policy technology and, and policy and pr- mm-hmm. it is like night and day is mm-hmm. so very different, right? But I just feel like more midwives should explore that because I think they would get a different perception of like, okay, mm-hmm. what the hell. Okay, so I'm going to share from a private group. So I'm in a group of African-American women who are nurse midwives across the... They're spread out. Most of them are on the eastern seaboard, but Mm -hmm. we got some people all the way across the California. Yeah. And some of them have exited the hospital. Others are working on it. And they kind of get in this group to support themselves in the exit. And I can say that what I see in the group frequently is a fear. Mm. There's a massive fear with the nurse midwives with leaving in combination with what Kay said, giving up the the assistance and being everything to everybody. So it's like a merging of both. It's can you really do all of these things without the hospital? Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. I I hear a lot of, well, what do you do for this? Or what do you do for that? Or what do you do for this? And sometimes I can tell the mindset is not quite right because they're trying to bring too much of the hospital to the house. Got it. And this cannot be. This is a huge no-no in midwifery. You don't 
try to make the house a hospital. hospital. That is correct. If they need a hospital, you, you go take to the them hospital. there. Right. You are going to leave it. So even when they buy their birth supplies and things and I see what comes up in the group, I'm like, mm, we not a, you're never going to use that because they should be at the hospital. If, if you, we need, this if at you the house. need this, they should right. be at the hospital. You're really not going to. But you got to let people buy. I overbought when I started. Yeah. I overbought. I bought everything. And and I, I bought all kinds of stuff that was in the hospital room and mm -hmm. I never used that stuff. It broke, it cracked, it but from years of me dragging it around and never using it. There's definitely a fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Fear of not meeting my needs, mm -hmm. right. right? Meeting the need, financial needs of your family, your household, mm -hmm. et cetera. And yeah, I think fear is a huge thing. But I also feel like if you don't explore it, you really won't understand. Like you won't see mm -hmm. the importance of the need for more midwives mm -hmm. in the community. Right. And again, I try to I try to make a point where it doesn't have to look like home birth. Yeah. It does not have to look like home birth. You can come out of the hospital and start a whole business just supporting women, being a, uh, what's the word? Montrese. A Montrese. Yes. You come and labor with a mama mm -hmm. before she gets there, and that's going to help increase her chances for a vaginal right. birth. Yeah. That could be your, you know, mm -hmm. your your purpose and your your goal for your business. You can, you know, like like we said, lactation, postpartum. Postpartum is such a whole different aspect of care that is very neglected right now. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. And I'll be honest, this is what I say. After, you know, while we we're we're in it, right? Mm -hmm. Pregnancy, labor, birth, mm -hmm. postpartum. Y'all, I'm tired by the postpartum. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. And that's just real talk. Mm -hmm. I have carried and walked this thing with you. We got a good, we got a baby. The birth was beautiful. Right. We got a great outcome. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super hard to do. I wish I had a visits. team to just be like, yeah. hey, we're your postpartum team. Nice and fresh. <laughs> right. We fresh. We're here to help. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's just hard to continue and then things come up and mm -hmm. it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. That part mm -hmm. of it is, is a challenge for me because right. I can't be all the things either. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't be your therapist. I mm -hmm. can't be the pediatrician trying to diagnose this thing, you know, mm -hmm. but like, we are. how do we mm -hmm. do that? We are mm -hmm. half of the time. We are. We are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, you're trying to, you're trying to be a one man band mm -hmm. for something that really requires a bigger team. Correct. Mm -hmm. But then when you get the bigger team, you lose some of the personal touch okay. and, 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 and you things about the women slip through that's true. Through the system. Mm -hmm. And so it's like what is the perfect combination where you can kind of hold everything together intimacy. and get intimacy. And get help the help that you need. Mm. Yeah. That that's right. the that's the million dollar question that that's the every home birth midwife is looking for. Where's the balance? Yeah. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions about home birth? And midwifery, the, I guess. Some of the biggest misconceptions about home birth and midwifery is it's dangerous. Um, it's messy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, but the dangerous part is we screen our clients and make sure that they are safe and low-risk clients, which makes... What does low-risk mean? Low-risk is someone that's healthy, meaning that they don't come in with extremely high blood pressure, diabetes, a high BMI, not afraid to do the work because home birth requires work. Um, 
it's not easy. You have to be accountable. Um, you have to do your exercise, eat right, all the above. I think Remember? one misconception is that people might think the midwife just comes to catch the baby. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know that you can receive care throughout mm-hmm. the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Get the same testing and screenings with midwifery care. And then we come to your house and catch the baby. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I think also a misconception is is that we show up with nothing. That, so that. other mm-hmm. other healthcare professionals and the clients are under that same misconception that, oh, you're just going to come here and be with me if I have the baby because you're a midwife right? and you can help me get the baby out. But then when you show up with all of this stuff, they're like, well, what is this? I'm like, well, I, I can't come with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there ha- there has to be equipment. And I remember my student telling me um, that she was at work in an OB office while she was a student. And the OB's there. Now, remember, now we're in the South, so I done told you a little bit about that. Okay. So we down in the deep South. (laughs) And so the OB doctor told her, um, well, like Kay said, I believe that she felt that home birth was dangerous. She was like, because what are you guys doing out in the, just outside in the woods having, having babies? I mean, you just outside Mm -hmm. having babies. Don't I say that all the time? And so her wanting to defend what her future career was going to be, she was like, no, we take all kinds of equipment to the birth. And so the doctor says to her, like, what would you bring to a birth? And so she's like, well, we have hemorrhaging drugs. We have Ambu bags. My my preceptor carries a bakery balloon. So this causes the other doctor in the practice to come around and say, she carries a bakery balloon? Yeah, right. Mm. She mm. doesn't carry a bakery balloon. And so Sarah said, I didn't even know what a bakery balloon was until <laughs> she, she said, you know, you have to have a bakery balloon. And so sometimes, um, and I've talked to a few nurses about that too, and they're like, you bring a bakery balloon? We in the field having the baby, like out in the community, think field medic, right? Right, You have to be at a birth with a way to stop some bleeding. I'm never going to bring you some hot mess to the hospital. So if we're transferring, I'm going to stabilize. Mm, And then transfer. So it's a big misconception that we just show up with nothing. We have all of our medical supplies when we show up. Mm -hmm. Or people will say to you, have you gotten this? So if I tear, do I then go to the hospital right. to get a repair? Have you gotten, when the baby comes out, does she go to the hospital? Yes. <laughs> After that? Mm-hmm. No, we're not going there at all. That's a huge um, mm-hmm. issue, too, is like the ignorance of it. They don't understand. So physicians will speak badly on home birth just because they don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. You don't even know what it looks like. Right. You don't know what we bring. You don't know our qualifications, our skill set, our experience, but... Home birth is bad because, just because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just because I couldn't do it there. Mm-hmm. Right. So we get a lot of that. We get <laughs> right. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk? We're not going to get deep into this, okay? Mm-hmm. But we have to. We have to answer or address the question. There are different types of midwives mm-hmm. here in Georgia, right? Everywhere in the U.S. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really confusing as far as the licensure and the cert- certifications and things from state by state is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but a certified nurse midwife is licensed in every state. She can be licensed in every state. But then we have different types of midwives who have um, come into midwifery through different routes. Mm-hmm. And I think that is also confusion there. Yeah. 
it opens the door for confusion. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, and now the nurse midwives are getting ready to hang me on a platter. Me, I do, <laughs> I do feel like we need. You can take any journey to midwifery, but we need one exam. Mm. And either everybody can pass mm-hmm. that exam or not. That everybody is at this standard of care and everybody is at this standard of practicum. And then you are a certified midwife. If you want to keep nursing your title, that's fine. But you are a certified midwife because you took the same, everybody took the same exam. And what that will begin to do is close the doors on the belief that a doula is a midwife. Mm. And that a doula is an acceptable um, replacement at your unassisted birth (laughs) for the midwife. And so, especially in our community. Absolutely. Because what I find is, now this is not against the woke people. I understand that there are woke people who understand that they are doing an unassisted birth. Absolutely. And the doula is there to do the doula duties. And they have, and they're okay with that. And- I'm okay with that. I actually teach unassisted birth classes. I'm I'm not. Well, that's if that's what you want to do, I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to teach you because what I want you to do is make an informed decision as to whether or not you're a good candidate for unassisted birth by being able to know when you should transfer. So mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you everything about that and make sure you have everything on hand. And the people who have taken the class, they always call back and let me know. They send me pictures of their baby. Mika, How they do. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. I am not, because you are not making the choice that I you would want. make, mm-hmm. I am with you to mm-hmm. make your choice. And I'm going to educate you on your choice. But there are a lot of women, especially in our community, who say, I can't afford the midwife, mm-hmm. the home birth midwife, because right. they could go to a hospital and get a midwife now. Absolutely. They, that Medicaid will cover a midwife. Will. You can go and get a home birth. However, I mean, you can go and get a midwife for your birth in a facility. However, they are hiring doulas mm-hmm. for a cheaper rate, yeah. thinking that the doula mm. can play the role as the midwife. And the doula is not clearly stating to them. Sometimes some do, but there are some who do not. And so that woman bursts with that woman thinking, you know, if I get a shoulder dystocia, if I hemorrhage, she she's going to be able to do something. They don't know that, no, she's not going to be able to do something. And I think that we do not, that is not a conversation that is popular. No, it's mm-hmm. not. I don't care. It's not popular. Whatever. But they don't want it. Girl, you putting the people on front street. I am. Because that is not something they talk about. You know, right. people mm-hmm. don't want to talk about that, but it is happening. Mm-hmm. It is happening. It's unsafe. It's unfortunate because when we, we can't talk about harm on the black woman's body and not mm-hmm. talk about all the things involved right. mm-hmm. and that contribute to Harming the black Harming woman. Harming the black woman That's and right. everybody. So you if you are saying? a black woman misleading a black woman and not making clear what you can and cannot do at this birth setting and making sure that she is aware, then you are a part of the problem. Right. If you have not educated her on what you can and cannot do, you have harmed her. Do we go into a situation and say, if you need a C-section right here in the house, we I'll got you. I'll do it you. for you. No, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. If you have an emergency, we're going to take you to the hospital. That's yeah. what we tell you. 
So I think there's a lot of ego wrapped into mm-hmm. these situations, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so women seeking out of hospital birth, you know, we work with everybody. Yeah, I think we all have a service for everybody. You see what I'm saying? Yep. For a every budget, for, for everything, everything. We work with everybody. So before, you know, you count yourself out because it might cost too much or be too high for your budget, have a conversation. Yeah. But you don't want to put yourself in a situation in where you are in danger and you can potentially, you know, have some real issues because we did not, we tried to cut corners and tried to do something else that wasn't probably the best, best route mm-hmm. to take, oh, right? That's right. So with that being said, mm-hmm. Kay, mm-hmm. tell us what you offer and how moms can work with Gift Enhancement Wifery. Um, uh, we can be reached at giftedhandsmidwifery.com or you can reach us on the Instagram, giftedhandsmidwifery, or you could contact me via text 470-504-3856. And so just know we are our own little tight-knit circle. So when you call one, you're calling everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Because we back each other up. If someone's at a birth, our phone is ringing. We, we support each other in that way, which I love and I'm very, very grateful for. Mika, please tell us how people in coastal Georgia can work with you, what you ha- what you are offering for them, mm-hmm. and how they can reach you. Um, so right now I'm only offering home birth services for the next year and a half to repeat clients, um, and I really can't take them all. So there's very limited home birth services mm-hmm. right now. Um, what I am doing a lot of is that the C-section rate has been outrageous down in our area. Mm-hmm. And so even to the point that certain hospitals are not reporting to leapfrog because they're trying to hide their results. So, really? um, yeah, they're not wow. reporting. There's no data on leapfrog for them. One is, one isn't. So okay. I'm just leave it at that. So I am really trying to help uh VBAC moms facilitate. What is a VBAC? A VBAC is vaginal birth after C-section. So I'm trying to help the moms facilitate TOLAX. So you, there's two ways to do that. You can wrap, wrap my consultation service around your OB visits to make sure everything is on track for you to have a trial of labor in the hospital and get your vaginal birth after C-section. Or you can say, I really don't want to work with the doctor, you can get all your prenatal care with me, and then mm-hmm. you're going to be ready to have your vaginal birth in a hospital, go for your for your VBAC. So we talk about all of that when you call in. So I'm doing both of those service full right now, and I'm doing a limited home birth service. But the name of my business is DAR, D-A-R-A-L-U-Z-W-H-S, which is in Spanish, Daraluz. Women's Health Services is what the WHS is. And Darlu stands for to birth to give to the light, which is a traditional Mexican term for mm-hmm. birth in a baby. Um, and then on Instagram, I am birth in the light of knowledge because that is my business motto that mm-hmm. um, when you birth with me, you're birthing with a lot of knowledge. And so my job is to educate you to make your decisions. So that's why I am on Instagram and that's why I'm Darluce WHS on Facebook. And so I really prefer that people send inquiries through the website because I don't really check phones a lot. But you I do see. <laughs> a whole two weeks later. Yeah. The phone is not my thing. But if you send an email inquiry through, 
I usually see those popping up on the phone and I'll tend to those late at night and start answering inquiries on the phone. And you'll make it on my whiteboard like that. So I'll snap people I need to get to or I'll tell Alexa to remind me. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa's my second brain. So yeah, so that's how you get me. Awesome. Well, we also work with uh, obviously home birth families, moms who are opting for home birth. But we also have a program to support mothers in the home, the house, the hospital setting. So mothers who want everything but a home birth, right? So doula care, education, prenatal classes, lactation support. We have a whole package around moms who have a hospital birth plan. Um, we also have digital resources online that are very, very affordable on our website, birthbygracemidwifery.com. We are in Tyrone, Georgia. Okay. Called Tyrone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, which is about 20 minutes down south from the airport. But yeah, we are all doing this thing together. Mm -hmm. And I, abs I I wanted to be able to, and I've been telling y'all this for years, right? Like, I want us to get together. We have to highlight what we're doing here in Georgia because I consider us being like boots on the ground midwifery. Okay. Yeah. We are seeing the things you're hearing. Okay. And we are directly trying to improve the rates and the, the, the bad outcomes, et cetera, with the care that we're providing for mothers. And so we are literally out here in these streets roaming around, literally, okay? literally driving mm -hmm. and zooming down the highway mm -hmm. to get to moms to provide really good care. So if you are a black woman in Georgia planning to give birth or expecting or just needing some guidance on what to do next, you know, we are here for you. We're here for you. The, we are three of four of this group. You know, our other um, midwife friend, Angelina, is not here today. But reach out. And even if you just have questions to like, where do I start? You know, we are really good resources to give you lots of information you'll need to help you through your journey. So this is our crew, the Black Home Birth Midwives, Certified Nurse Midwives here in Georgia mm -hmm. doing home birth. And yeah, this is our sisterhood. And we are glad that you are here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for tuning in to the Birth Exchange Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe. And share your comments below and any questions you might have for us.